1: The Firstborn Diaper Backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com fatherhoods. All right, fuck it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Back an- again with another fatherhoods episode. Last week, I think we had a throwback um, that we threw at y'all. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed that. That was with the homie. Sasha Jenkins. Sasha, yeah. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, it's an oldie, but definitely a goodie. Um, so please go do that. Pause this, track back to that, and then get down with us because we got a dope guest today as well.
2: Hey, he's got two, uh he's got two dope movies out right now if you on, on streaming the Biz, the Biz documentary and yeah, that, Rick James dope. documentary. Both of those. Oh, I gotta and check that, that one out. Wait, yeah. what was the second one? The Rick, Rick James, James yeah. documentary. Oh, I didn't realize he did that one, one as well. Okay. Yeah,
1: okay. So yeah, Sasha Sasha's doing work. Mm-hmm. What we're saying, um, but with us today, we've got um, he's NPR's music hip hop dude. Like, is that a fair way to describe Mister um, Carmichael here? Yeah, uh, he's based in Atlanta, <laughs> big time. You know, obviously hip hop head and has been documenting hip hop for quite a while. Um, awesome writer, has a dope podcast. The name escapes me, which is terrible, but uh, you'll you'll remind us in a second. Uh, with us today is Mister Rodney Carmichael.
3: Rodney, right. welcome. Thanks for having me, y'all. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, resident hip hop dude. That was that was a good one, but we kind of expanded the the folks covering hip hop at NPR now. So okay, now we got um we got a few more hip hop folks on the team. So I, I I might not be I might not be the I'm, I'm not the only hip hop dude at at NPR okay. music right now, which is good. Um, that's, that's excellent. Yeah, that's dope. No doubt, no and doubt. And what's the name of the podcast, your podcast? And, and the podcast is Louder Than a Riot. Right, uh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, that's it's me and Sydney Madden. She's my co-host, and um, we just wrapped up our second season uh, a couple of months back, so, yeah.
0: Oh, you know, by any chance, you know Abby over at, she was at Tiny Desk, I think. Yeah, yeah. That yeah was the, that's Abby. the homie. Yeah, that's the yeah,
3: homie. Man, yeah, man. Abby, Abby is a big part of the reason I got hired, I'm sure. And okay. uh, we worked real close together while she was there. Uh worked on several projects. The formula, this uh hip-hop video series, where I think the first season was like on on um sampling, you know. So we we interviewed several, several legendary producers from Premiere to uh, just blaze that first season. Um um, man, Dahi out on the West Coast We and, and, and broke down a few of their songs and sampling. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was a dope series that, that, uh, I got to work on with Abby. So, Shout yeah, out to Abby. man. She, She's the OG. Yeah she, yeah, she was the plug, man. Yeah, we so. go back, man.
1: <laughs> so so Rodney you have one child a son is that correct I got
3: I got two. Oh, you
1: have two wait you have a son and a daughter
3: I got a son and a daughter the daughter the daughter just came uh oh, like a year a year right. not even quite a year and a half ago so yeah oh. yeah, yeah, yeah
1: okay so you mm. and then your son is what
3: my son is I, four four son is four daughter is like yeah uh, uh, about 15 months or so Mm-hmm. So we, so we, got- we
2: we traded one of your articles uh, amongst our little group yeah. chat, mm-hmm. uh, which struck a chord with us because this is something that we discuss amongst ourselves. And then when we have guests on, artists, and, you know, we often ask them, like, hey... Uh, you know, do your kids listen to your music? Do you put mm-hmm. boundaries on, you know, when they can listen to, you know, certain styles of music, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you know, your yeah. take on it was uh, definitely hit home with us. And, you know, we we often struggle with this in terms yeah. of, you know, at what age and how do we let them listen and, right. and, uh, and how do we explain some of this stuff in the music. Exactly.
0: Or even making sense of music that we've produced in the past or even right. currently mm. sometimes you know it's just like as you as you mature and then as you have your own children you start to like look back at what you've created the art that you've created you're like well, hold up a second you know
3: <laughs> what, what was i thinking <laughs> what's going on you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's definitely a reason to pause and i mean you got to do it i mean so so that 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 uh the that that article that you're talking about uh that it was a
1: uh, like papa like son
3: yeah like proper like sun and it, it, it started first with with the actual episode from the the louder the last louder season and this was a season where we the whole season you know each episode was 10 episodes that season and it, each one of them covered um misogyny homophobia and all that kind of stuff in hip-hop and obviously it coincided with this rise that we're having and in, in, with women in hip-hop right now and it was really just a chance for us to kind of like explore and dissect some of these phobias and 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 isms that continue to kind of run rampant in the culture or had to find the culture for so long and be perpetuated um, exactly and right. so a big part of that for me um you know i was the only you know uh straight black male on the team and also the the oldest. I was the, I was the I was the senior uh, member of the team too. So wait, how, so, how
1: old are you, Rodney? If you don't mind me asking. I mean,
3: I'm 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 up there. You know, <laughs> all right, you you, all right, you mind you mind I'm, me asking? Come on, That's man, a, look at I'm, me. Yeah, I got I'm, a white beard. I'm 45. 45 he, he's around our age.
0: Okay, I'm 48. So look, I'm. 48, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Kether might be the Keller. You the oldest? He's the yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah. I've I've cracked a different era. <laughs> there you go. There
2: you
3: go.
1: You fifty no,
0: years of
2: hip
1: hop.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then
1: and hip-hop. then some. <laughs> no, I, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's funny you say that. You know, you're kind of referring to yourself as like the the older cr- person in the crew, right? Yeah. I, I, on your side, because I'm sitting in the barber chair, and this dude is you know my barber's cut my hair. He's talking about he was
0: getting Beijing. Let's be honest. Never, ever <laughs> never, ever ever. <laughs>
1: And he's talking about he's hooping, whatever. And he mentions, like, I was hooping with this old man on the court. Uh-huh. And then he keeps telling me the story. The kid, you know, he's like 22 years old. So he's, and then he divulges the guy's age. And he, you know, in his mind, 43, 45 is old, right? Horrible. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm 43. <laughs> 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 so when yeah. you say that, I think it's hilarious. Cause I mean, we don't, I don't think I, I can speak, for, I can't speak for you, but I don't feel old, but I right. get it. Like, if you're right, talking right, to right. a
3: 20 year old, like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy like how your your perception of old changes as you age. You know For sure, like. So, yeah. But now I mean, you so so really my role I felt in the season my my responsibility was really thinking about my own accountability in in a lot of this, you know. I've been a fan of of the culture. I feel like I'm part of the culture ever since I can remember. Um first just you know in terms of being a fan of the music but you know i've been i've been a a hip-hop writer and journalist for a long time now so um it felt it felt personal and it it felt like i couldn't really honestly cover a season like that without talking about how i've contributed to a lot of that stuff you know what i mean and so for me that really came down to like well let's talk about masculinity You know, let's talk about masculinity in hip hop, because a lot of these, a lot of these um, tropes that uh, we're talking about, they really define how we, you know, view ourselves as men and carry ourselves as men within the culture, you know. And um, so in in order to do that, um, the daddy thing was definitely speaking to me, because, you know, even if even if you have never thought about this kind of stuff, it's almost impossible not to start thinking about it when you become a dad. You know what I mean? You, you're you thinking about the kind of model that you're setting for your kids. You're thinking about what you're passing on, your loves, your passions, our culture, you know, you, you and, and you start examining that stuff in, in a way. Uh, it wasn't my first time in examining that kind of stuff or thinking about it, but it was definitely a reason to do it again and do it on a deeper level. So really, it just became a way to kind of have that kind of that kind of conversation and that kind of exploration with myself and, you know, with other folks on the team and really with the culture at large. You know, I was really trying to speak to to other folks, other men, especially like me, who um, who hopefully have already been kind of grappling with this stuff as we get older And we look at, you know, like you say, the music we used to make or the music we used to love and still love and are trying to figure out how do we kind of reconcile um, a lot of what it was grounded in with with where we want the future to go? Because we we handing this thing off, you know, whether we like it or not. And so a lot of the values instilled in it, we got to we got to figure out how to, how to, how to question and, and, and get right with and feel good about as, as we hand it off, you know?
1: It, it's a, it's a brave thing to do, right? Cause it's, it's not the easiest thing you put yourself out on front street doing kind of what you just mm-hmm. described. Right. Mm-hmm. It, but it's the, but it's the right thing to do. And it's yeah. not, not for the people that might read your articles or follow the media that you create, but more so just for this example, you're sitting in your household. Because yeah. that, that that foundation is, is the most critical thing, in my opinion, right? And so, if yeah. like, I, I always find myself in this bind, right? Being a lover of hip-hop and then coming across a song, and this is just like a microcosm of an example, but, like, you know, the, the, the wordplay might be, might, you know, touch on raunchiness, yeah. you know, a lot of bad vocabulary, paint scenarios that are, like, really graphic that are completely inappropriate for, like, A seven-year-old kid, which is my youngest.
3: Okay,
1: but I'm I'm there riding along, listening and singing the song in the car, and then I hit those those parts, and I'm not. I know the questions coming, Daddy. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Like like I'll you know I'm a big Jay Z fan, right? So I'll sing like, you know, like one of his joints, and it's like caviar. still like he'll talk about like hymen, and then Mm. and Hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, um. Let me switch this shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Else. It's a little
3: too early to explain all that.
1: Yeah, but but you got to go through those reps, right? Yeah. In order for you to like not make what we love out to be a bad guy per se. Exactly. But more just like, yo, here's what he's talking about. Here's why I think he's talking about it. You probably don't want to be saying these words, but I want you to understand. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, given all all of the musical context, like, how do you how do you approach that? I mean, you go into some of it with. With the article, mm-hmm. but how is it present day? Because that article is a little while
3: ago now. I mean, it's it's still pretty much the same present. See, I, my so my son, like I said, he's four. He's at that age where, if he hears a a Biggie song, everything in it is foreign to him. So he's not necessarily stopping to ask what what is that on every every lyric, every flagrant lyric, right? All right. But he will ask on every every time a song starts, he asks, What, what what's that about? What's this song about? That's his question. Hmm. And I just for shorthand, because you know, kids asking questions, they can go on forever and ever. I just tell him the title of the song, you know, and I, I let him kind of you know interpret <laughs> as he might from there. Um and in the in the in the piece I talked about everyday struggle, you know, because that's that's one of the songs that I don't know. Maybe he just recognized my love for the song, and so he 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 started really digging it. But another song, like right about now, another song that he's a fan of, same album, Biggie's debut, is um, is can we cut on him? Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. Is, is and, and, and by him, the way, are you
0: listening to censored songs with with your you son? That's a good
3: question. So me and my wife just had this conversation recently, um, because she was like can we start listening to this, making sure you're playing the censored version of it? And I'm like, censored <laughs> version. You're going to make I mean, me work? Right. I'm like, actually, I don't think they have the censored version of uh, Biggie's first album on title. Cause I looked for it early on. Right. So I had to go hop to Spotify to, to do that. I did recently start when I wrote that piece, I had not started playing the censored version. Okay. Um, which, yeah, like what was I thinking? I, I was wilding. Um, but uh,
2: your kids are gonna say when you if they catch wind of the uncensored version, they hear that, yeah. and they start comparing it because that's what my son does. Uh huh, he's just like, Dad, it's just killing it's like it's killing the vibe, man. Killing the, vibe, <laughs> right. Right.
0: the censored version is killing the vibe, yes,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. all
3: right. How old is your son? He's 11. Okay, see, yeah, that's that's about the age we were when we were like, we don't want to hear the sense of version. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other song that he's really into right now is Me and My Bitch. And <laughs> me, this is this is one of the things that started this conversation with me and my wife. We were in the car just recently, and I had found I had I was playing the sense of version. But even playing the censored version of me and my bitch is like, wow, this, <laughs> It's like, I mean, they, he does change some words, <sighs> but the scenarios he's describing is like he's painting a picture that you can't you can't censor. You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: how do you how do you censor? You
3: look so good. I suck on your. <laughs> that's the line. That's the line, my wife her she was like wow <laughs> yeah
0: like,
3: that's a, no such a crazy there. line Or oh,
2: what yeah. do you what, what do you say when he says what's the name of this song
3: <laughs> like, even I say, just I, even I say, from the rip me and I my say, dog say, me and my girlfriend i say me and my girlfriend, <laughs> and my girlfriend. Okay. All right. it's not quite and he requested right. by that name now he's daddy <laughs> me and my girlfriend i'm like okay he wanna he wanna hear biggie me and my b uh <laughs> So, yeah, he's probably gonna have issues with me once, like you say, once he hears the real version of these songs. Like, I've been killing the vibe all these years, but I mean, yeah, I guess at some level it is you, you got to protect him from a from, right. you know, not a deeper context we'll have to talk about one day. Um, he's not ready for a conversation that deep, but but like I said, in the piece, like all of this started because my wife bought him a biggie shirt, you mm-hmm. know. Hmm. obviously hip-hop legend you know it's a shirt that i'm sure a lot of people wear that probably are not even connected to the culture like that right but she you know they got the little cute toddler size biggie shirt with the we got one up to the the kid ready to die album cover on the i mean it's cute it's like who who would want your kid repping biggie you know at (laughs) at three four years old and i just as as a hip-hop head i just couldn't have him out in public wearing a shirt like that or even just at the house and he have no clue what he has on so Mm. you know I took it upon myself I had to introduce him to Biggie you know I had to show him the album cover so he could see the baby and so he could hear you know what it is that he's repping that's how it started and um a lot of the questions came later but yeah that was (laughs) that was like how it jumped off to begin with. So I'll tell you something about
0: your article that touched home for me. And I'd already I've been grappling with this. The fact that, you know, I said that I took a look at the art that I created before, but even now, as I do something called drink champs, yeah, I grapple with, you know, you know, what that perpetuates to the culture, you yeah. know, what the legacy could be mm. and what it does for my kids. And you know, and it's crazy because then I told the guys here that my son, who's the youngest, um, he just turned three. He he goes and he sees a bottle of liquor and he says, "That's Daddy's work." Wow. <laughs> and that scares the shit out of me.
1: Shit <laughs> yeah. <didn't> change. <laughs> yeah, for you really. know,
0: but but you know, I also have like like I'll will you know I'll fall back and I'll I'm a Gemini, so I could I could think in two two different wave patterns, and I'm like, well, you know, as an artist. You know, and I used to say this before I had kids. Heavy, heavy. Now I I question it more. I used to be like, well, as an artist, you know, you you you're free. You do whatever, whatever you want to create. You should have the freedom to do it. Um, and there should be no repercussions of it. And and it's and it's art. And you should be able to explain to your children this is what art is. And 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 they can explain it to what it is. You know, what it represents. And but now as I I'm mature, more mature. I have kids. It's harder to to take that stance. But sometimes I find myself saying, Well, look, at the end of the day, this is art. Maybe not the podcast per se, but mm-hmm. as a whole, you know, like music and 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 you know, and just creation. And sometimes it's gonna be raunchy and sometimes it's gonna be violent, but it's all an expression. And that's kind of like how you're making sense of it.
1: Mm-hmm. But it
0: becomes more and more difficult, especially for me as the kids grow up. Right. You know, and never and never mind, like I said. As Drink Champs continues to grow, because mind you, Drink Champs was something that we did as a side thing, never thinking it would grow to what it grew mm-hmm. to become. Mm-hmm. So to see it now entering its eighth year, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, for myself, I can't speak for Nori. I start to worry about what that, you know, what the legacy is for Drink Champs and what it perpetuates in terms of you know the drinking and the and the substance. Yeah. So, so it, you know, like I said, when I read your article, it kind of, like, put the mirror in front of me, like, damn, why are you right. doing this to me, man?
1: It's an interesting question, though, because, like, it, it, you know, Rodney, you're, you're not as close to it, obviously, as EFN. Like, from your perspective, what, how do you perceive the legacy of, of drink champs? I mean, it's not over, right? But as of now, like, because I almost look past the drinking to a certain extent.
0: And most do. Like, I'll talk to people yeah. that I respect in, in – you know, like like a Chuck D or Jerobi from Tribe Called Quest, different people, and they they're like, "Nah, you bugging." Maybe not Chuck D. Never said it like that to me, but in a sense, some people are like, you know, they look past the drinking, which is really for me. It's not about the drinking. That's what I'm right. saying. For me, it's not about that. It's really it's a celebration. This is what we were doing behind the scenes, and we brought it to the forefront. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry that that's for that brain well. fart. <laughs>
3: Well, no, I mean, I think you know that's 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 like with so many things in, in our culture. Like, yeah, we have certain um, things that people might consider vices when when exploited that are part of you know how how we get down, how we celebrate, how we have fun. You know, when we we go to clubs, like right. You wouldn't necessarily take your child to a club at this age in, in peak hours and, and, you know, unrestricted, you know, introduce them to that lifestyle, you know? So I don't know, I guess maybe, maybe drink champs is, is not PG, but so much of hip hop isn't, you know, know what I right, mean? For sure. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean, I don't think that, I mean, I, I think honestly, when, when we talk about like our kids and how they perceive things and what we might be introducing them to, obviously it's wise to think about all of that stuff um but I think the bottom line is they're going to be adults too one day you know what I mean and they're going to be participating in culture and 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 all of that kind of stuff too and a lot of hip-hop is adult entertainment um you know I don't think that necessarily means that we have to worry about um how our kids are going to perceive it I mean there's a reason why you know we have parental guidance stickers there's a reason why um, our parents were worried about what we were listening to and all that kind of stuff you know um i i i think more i I more so think about what kind of stuff is getting passed on like unconsciously like you know I, i was saying before like ideas around masculinity things that we think if you're not doing this or behaving this way or standing this way, or excluding these kind of people, then you're not a real man. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that that kind of stuff, I feel like, is harder to explain um, than, like, you know, drugs and alcohol uh, because, you know, there are good ways to do things, and there are bad ways to do things, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily make make it bad altogether. You know what I mean? So, I don't know i i i tend to think they're going to understand that one as they as they continue to age and and hopefully (laughs) at the young age they're at now they just because they're being exposed to it they're not trying to dip into it quite yet you know
2: i think you're right about the how these things get passed on and maybe it's less to do about maybe we should be worrying more about some of these things that are getting passed on like when it comes to masculinity like you know doing a bid is a is a badge of honor like that makes you a man that kind of that kind of mentality as opposed to like you're gonna you're gonna get raunch and you're gonna get you know that kind of shit no matter what in 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 life Uh, but but some of these other things can be definitely more pervasive um and harder to to kind of control blocking from from a kid's ears and mentality
3: Exactly. Yeah. Are yeah. you,
1: are you preparing for those kind of deeper discussions and are you monitoring how your behavior is with your kids to try to not inject some of those, you know, things that you probably have, have been instilled in you and mm-hmm. you're trying to work through so that you're more cautious. So you don't pass some of those things on to your kids.
3: Well, you know, the wild, the wild thing in, in, in making that episode and writing that, that piece, um, uh, was realizing that ultimately, I need to be doing it for myself, not not just for the sake of the kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess on one level you could be like, "Hey, I, I'm already ruined," and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm saying there's no turning back. But a lot of the questions that I find myself grappling with, and and that you know, even we as a team were kind of grappling with, and trying to work out through this masculinity um, episode and peace. It's like, you know, what, what is the what is the real what is the real reason? Who who exactly are we trying to benefit by being better? Who deserves um, for us to be better, you know, to them and that kind of stuff? And so, yeah, I, I think and, and honestly, like a lot of these questions, are things I'm still grappling with and I want to con- continue to work on and other formats and stuff like that, because, you know. Um, I don't know if the kids really get better from just us having conversations with them. You know, it's like the do as I say, do not as I do, do thing, right? Like you, 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 you gotta kind of lead in terms of being changed or, 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 you know, reconciling your own past or, you know, grappling with, you know, kind of like cultural identity and that kind of stuff. I don't think it's enough to just be worried about, you know, how we talk to them about it, if we still are kind of sitting in it ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really thought a whole lot about that stuff. I mean, y'all's kids are older, so, you know, y'all are in the thick of it. Um, I, I would I would say you're in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like one and four. Uh huh. <laughs> you can be a little it's different though everybody's yeah. stage you know there's some Yeah and I'm well, maybe 3 and 5 I mean, over here maybe, maybe in the for, thick
2: of the the conversation period as opposed yeah, to exactly
3: yeah 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 cuz you know and my my son is just getting at that point where I mean even when we made made the made the piece um his conversation was a lot more simpler you know and, and his his train of thought or his um ability to stay on uh, his attention span, you know, it, it was really short and, and already he's come so far just in a few months in terms of how long he can stick with a topic or the kind of deep questions he can he can ask and the kind of concepts he seems like he can he can um, grapple with. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be dealing with some challenging questions, but but hopefully in a lot of ways in terms of some of the stuff I'm planning to work on between now and then I already start having some of those answers worked out you know I I think I kind of want to work on a book around some of this stuff and um and, and some stuff that might kind of go into my own personal experience on a memoir type level a little bit more to, to kind of work out a lot of that stuff myself and um I don't know I think it's I think it's honest work I think it's work that uh that you know is kind of deserving of, of, uh, I mean, I think the kids deserve the kind of work that we do on ourselves in terms of right. making ourselves better and I hope that, you know, we can be better models and that kind of stuff.
0: And let's be honest though. This is not even just a hip hop problem. This is a societal right. issue. And, yeah. and like, for example, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about raising sons? Like where, we're now grappling with these like hyper macho things that we kind of grew up in masculinity, masculinity and all this stuff. But it's like, I, it comes natural to me to, to, to point him in a direction where I don't want him to be, you know, I don't want to, what is it? Song? Demasculate? What is it? Emasculate? Oh,
1: yeah. Emasculate.
0: Yeah. Emasculate. I want, I want him to be my little boy growing up, you know, obviously we're in a time and an age where we're understanding of all these, the different things, gender and all this stuff happening um so if my son or my daughter were to grow up at a certain age and, and feel that they they feel like something else you know they will go one way or the other as a father i'm gonna love them regardless like that's how i feel um but at the ages that they are now i'm raising them as my my son and my daughter you know mm-hmm. but i feel like we're in a we're in a time in our society and day and age that it's like it's like it's confusing us as parents you know, when we kind of were raised a certain way and you're just kind of like going along with, okay, yeah, you're my son. You play with the GI Joes. You play with the the cars. This is my daughter. She plays with the dolls. But then society now is like, now nah, that's not the way it's supposed to go. And you're wrong. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of push, a lot more. Not necessarily push, but there's way more information about mm, you could do this or you could be this or you could be that or do this, this, that. And, and so... What, what makes for an already confusing time of just learning how to parent or learning how to deal with, you know, small kids. I think it makes it even more confusing when there's so much stuff in the mix that I don't even know if we have it wrapped around our heads uh, and <laughs> how to explain it or how to navigate it, you know?
3: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I made this episode, the episode that, you know, the article resulted from. I made this episode with uh, my main collaborators on it were uh, team members on my team that are trans. You know, my editor, my producer, uh, both trans. And I was working with them on a daily basis. And it definitely, it definitely made me, you know, and challenged me in a way that probably I'm sure wouldn't have if if I was just working with you know straight guys you know right. like myself who kind of had the same perception the same experience the same mentality about you know the state of masculinity etc so a lot of these gender roles and perceived gender roles um you know and things like that and even just the language that we use um a lot of times were were things that i had to really kind of like check myself on or think about think two and three times about um because like you say it's definitely a different world than it was you know when we were coming up in terms of a lot of that stuff and and like you said the last thing you want to do is perpetuate a lot of the the uh, marginalization that, that was, you know, such a part of the culture and I ain't talking about hip hop culture. Like you said, Evan, like the mainstream called mass culture, American culture, you know, Western culture, um, when we were coming up. So, um, I really, really appreciate them for, for working with me because I'm sure on a lot of levels, you know, they were kind of, um, putting themselves at risk on a certain level, just because you, you just, you just never know what you're dealing with. I mean, you know, a lot of the subject matter in the episode was about me being, you know, fresh out of high school and, you know, dealing with a lot of the stuff that we deal with as young men coming up, you know, whether be it rape culture, or be it just like the hyper-masculinity and, you know, the celebration of, you know, pimping and pimp culture and all this kind of stuff that kind of comes along with and and a lot of it is like celebrated uh through our music and 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 through hip-hop um so you know it gave me it gave me a lot to think about man i I really appreciate having them as collaborators for real
1: it's it's a i think it's a necessary thing and it's a little bit conflicting because when like in our case right straight straight males of color which I think adds another degree of like machismo to the mix, right? Yeah. Um Not having, not being able to have dialogue with like your, your team, for instance, to the members of your team that, that are trans um, and have it in a way that is that the, the other side doesn't feel offended unless, you know, you're a, a purposely offending, but cause there's a lot of just genuine organic questions mm-hmm. that one has or your normal way of speaking, you might deal with
0: ignorance fairly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. And and I'll give you a perfect example, right? Like pronouns as an example, still Mm -hmm. something that's very complicated for me to grasp. Yeah. But like, if you, if I think that you identify, you, I perceive you as a male, I'm going to refer to you as he, right? Without, without knowing what your preference is. That's how I'm going to approach it. But if you're able to then correct me and say, Hey, nah, I'm, I'm they, right? It's still not going to, it's going to take me a while for that to like sink in. Right. So for, for those folks that, that are that way to be like patient and be able to like work with people that are are just ignorant to it, I think is a big need. Right. And and I feel like the ones, the folks that I've encountered that are, are trans or identify something different than what they present, I've had the good fortune of being able to like work through it with them a little bit versus like them, like be, You know, appalled that I would dare refer to them as she when that's that's what that person looked like, right? So, like, it sounds like you have that, which is a super valuable education because at the end of the day, I feel like, for particularly as it comes to what we pass on to our children, it's about good human interaction. Like, that's the the foundation of the basis of it. Like, I don't give a shit what your preferences are so long as they aren't going to hurt or jeopardize anything that I'm doing. Oh, my kids are doing. And if we could just respect each other on just a basic level, like I think it's cool. We just got we just got to figure out what that common ground is.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I you know, I definitely um misgendered folks and, and uh you know, like you say, it's 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 their ignorance um from the starting point, but then even when you get caught up to speed, it's 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 like the learning curve you know, and yeah. learning how to do something that you, you you've, you you've done unconsciously without thinking about it for so long. Um, and, and now making sure that you are not just, you know, unconsciously doing the same thing. So, you know, I, I find that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody, everybody is human and, um, and and forgiving as well as long as your intention is good you know but i I think it definitely takes effort and and conscious effort to to make sure that you know we're respecting respecting people's identities and and that type of thing and um it really starts to expand and and this is the cool part it really starts to expand i think for me the way i look at uh gender identity and 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 you start you begin to see a lot of the a lot of the tropes that come along with like black masculinity, for instance and and you begin to question what part of that, you know is based on certain levels of marginal, marginalization that we went through as black men as men of color where we had to kind of like, you know, Lean into it even further just to prove to other folks that, hey, we are every bit of a man despite you trying to take our manhood from us for all these hundreds of years. Um, and, you know, I think in a lot of ways, that's, that's the history of, of how and why, uh, men of color sometimes seem to have this more exaggerated, uh, Form of 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 masculinity, you know, our hyper, as as we sometimes say, um, it's it's all steeped in in our own marginalization. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, I think the last thing that we want to do, I, I would hope, is 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 put that same is marginalize other folks who who are not fitting into you know the frame or, or box that. That's kind of been put on us, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's 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 about enlightenment around that, and and we're in a we're in a, an era where a lot of that is is becoming expansive. Um, after a, a long time of it, not not being being very regressive, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm sure at a certain point we're gonna look back at this time, and it's 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 gonna seem like it was long overdue for some of this change to come and, and we just happen to be living through it right now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah and and for us, it's like, you know, we we're unpacking it as it's happening right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to figure it out, but our ultimate goal is to raise these children to be, you know, decent, good human beings, confident in who they are. And at the same time, respecting who other people are. Exactly. You know, but but obviously for that to be a total success, we kind of have to understand it ourselves. Yeah, um, and that's where we're at. You know, and we're we're trying to you know all figure that out. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Got, got one more question before we head out of here for you, Rodney. Okay. Um, you have a fifteen-month-old. You said daughter.
3: Yeah, she's about 15, 16 months old. You you right. in
1: it, man? You in
3: it, <laughs> so, man? We just got out of when you count the months, months. I, I used to, you know, when you ain't a parent, people twenty-two like, months. I'm like two years. Like, come on. Right. Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I used to hate that. Somebody know, hit right? me with like thirty months old. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> I'm
3: like,
1: come on, dog. <laughs> um, but so life is very different now that you have a daughter. When you started out with a son, I would imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you have like a mixed race relationship, right? I think your mm-hmm. your wife is of Indian descent. Is that yeah. correct?
3: Yep. Okay. She's Indian.
1: So, so that all of that kind of together. Now you have a baby girl, right? Mm-hmm. What is your outlook on you know life now? Because it's it's got it must have changed a little bit as you're raising your son. You're kind of looking at the world and how he plays in it a little bit differently mm-hmm. than now with your daughter. What's your take and like? What are you most fearful of as you're navigating parenthood at this point?
3: Oh man, you 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 asking like the big. That, that could be a whole nother, a whole nother <laughs> show, man. I'm trying to fit that in a two minute <laughs> That's the longer form podcast. <laughs> for real, for real. I mean, you know, we, we got the typical worries. Um, despite all that, we got the typical worries, I'm sure, that everybody kind of has right now. I mean, when we think about our kids, you know, we, <laughs> we talk about a lot of this climate stuff sometimes, and, you know, all these fires popping off everywhere. You start to wonder, you know, we like, we got to be prepared. Because whether it's fire or water, it seems like something is going to come out of nowhere at any time. And, and you you, you want to be stocked up to the best of your ability. Um, could you live off the grid if necessary? <laughs> I ain't ready for it. But, you know, that, that's some of the stuff you think about. And it's like maybe we got 10 or 20 years, or, you know, maybe something crazy could happen next week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then you know, there's there's the race thing, and and yeah, like like you said, we we um, we're dealing with that too, which you know, even though we're both people of color, um, you know, sometimes the colorism thing even comes into play because, like, my son is uh is very light. He he uh, favors my wife, um, and and our daughter is not quite as dark as I am, but she leans more toward my uh, end of the spectrum in terms of color. And I think a lot about that. You know, I think about what it's going to mean for my son um, to maybe have to deal with questions, challenging, you know, his his blackness uh, and that kind of thing amongst kids. I mean, he looks black, you know, black folks, we we, we run the spectrum in terms of in terms of shades and all of that. So I don't think it'll be anything strange, but it doesn't mean that he won't get that kind of stuff sometimes. And then I think about, you know, my daughter and how maybe she's going to get compared to him a lot of times. And well, y'all brothers and sisters, or how could that be? Or how come he looks this way and you look that way? And, and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that kind of stuff is, is stuff that um uh, that I definitely think about. And I think honestly, it's just about instilling in your kids to the best of your abilities, um, a strong sense of who they are, you know, a pride for, for who they are and, you know, the cultural mix that they come from. Um, I got books on deck that I haven't even had time to read myself yet about, you know, um, the the history between black americans and and indians and and um and a lot of kind of you know history that's kind of unknown in terms of shared sense of culture and that kind of stuff so i want them to feel 100 percent invested in who they are and, and and totally own that and be prideful about it um because you know when you feel good about who you are on the inside it it, it matters less i mean again kids gonna be kids you gonna hear a lot of shit but it matters less um and it's harder for people to um you know take you out out your game or or off of um how you feel about yourself you know what i mean that esteem um so that i think that's that's the really important thing oh
0: It's, it's funny the other thing you mentioned about being ready for anything today i i uh I don't know how I had time. Cause I never have time to watch anything on TV anymore. But this morning I made some time and I threw on this uh, show invasion on Apple TV.
3: Okay.
0: It's about aliens invading. And then mm. there's a, there's a family with two kids, a, a boy and a girl, just like I do. And just like you do. And I was like, damn man, I'm, I'm here thinking, what if world war three, what if famine, what if <laughs> flood, what if hurricane. Now I got to think about a goddamn alien invasion. coming. <laughs> how how can I gonna keep my kids safe from this shit? Yeah. Yo, I, Yo, I'm seriously I got nervous. I'm like watching this shit, I'm like
1: god, what the fuck are we going to do?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is called coming, sci-
0: f-
1: it's called sci-fi, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Have <laughs> you
0: watched congressional hearings on UAPs?
1: Yep. It hey, ain't she, sci-fi
0: no more. She, she it's it's either a sci-ops, mummy. but it ain't sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> the, the way the
2: Congress alien, the alien mummies. <laughs> no, that out. shit was bullshit. <laughs>
1: I, the way I been all. running, it's, it look a little science fiction. The way the government's been running a little bit, so I don't
0: know. No, it's a psyops, maybe, maybe that <laughs> it is.
3: I'm still, I ain't gonna lie though. I'm still more worried about the people, the people in power here than the aliens yeah. coming. Absolutely, like, absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. Aliens yeah. haven't been even bothering us for real. If they have really been here, they've been yeah. here for thousands right. of years already. Yeah, you're probably right. They ain't been doing yeah. shit. They just watching us going, These fucking humans, <laughs>
1: they, they laughing their asses off at us. <laughs> right, right. The whole world looks like a hood to them. They're like, I ain't going down there.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo, Roddy, man, thank you so much for making the time. Hey, uh, I thank it's, y'all. It's a pleasure having you, man. Thank you for chopping it up with us. And we'll definitely be checking. Uh, wh- when is the next season of Live? Well, Lava? okay Uh-oh. so that's the thing louder
3: than a riot is is uh is is out the box now it's it's it's, it's gotten um i don't think they like us to use the word canceled, but it's it's okay. not coming back for season three at npr okay so whether or not it has life outside of npr is, is up in the air right now but npr had to do a lot of cutbacks and a lot of layoffs right they laid off most of our team mm. uh, in the middle of our season and our team stayed until they finished the season wow um wow. shout yeah, out to the team mm-hmm. yeah for real they're the best best podcast narrative podcast team and in, in the business as far as i'm concerned producers and editor and all of that stuff so um so yeah a lot of the the ride lives but not in the uh not, not at NPR, not in the, not in the, uh, in the package that it was, um, okay. last season. So, so we'll see, but you might see me and Sid, uh, you know, pop up somewhere else doing something else, or, you know, for now, we're still at NPR and continuing, hopefully continuing as long as we can to, to do, uh, deep, thoughtful, important hip hop work. Dope. Dope. Yeah.
1: Well, my brother, you, you take care, enjoy those children and, I, uh, we wish you well Navigating this yeah, parenting man. thing hey.
3: don't, don't fuck it up hey. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it man hey, I appreciate y'all Nah thank oh, you for coming man. through man Alright All right. Right. be good man Y'all take, take it, it easy All right. Peace
1: Bye. Yo be a father If not why bother son A boy can make him But a man can
3: raise one Be a father to the child Be a father to the child